You know, having sensitive skin makes finding skincare products so difficult. It is. But today's sponsor, OneSkin, makes it easy. Their topical supplements are formulated with soothing ingredients and natural antioxidants. And they're gentle enough to use every day, even if you have sensitive skin. And it was founded by an all-female team of scientists. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without all the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products. In a third-party 12-week clinical study performed by third-party research organization OS01 Face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Like wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company by focusing on the cellular aspects of aging one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer get started today with 15 percent off using code tco at oneskin.co that's 15 percent off oneskin.co with code tco after your purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them please support the show and tell them we sent you and so there's some weeks where I ride every day and I do the hardcore calendar and I'm doing all of the stuff. And then another week where I'm lucky if I can get one ride in, especially in the summer when it's most hotter and the heat flaring things up. And that thought process, that mind change is really difficult for me. And so, like I said, I had to get help, you know, to sort of, you know, and I, I worked on this in therapy years ago too, you know, is that this obsessive black and white extreme thinking, like there is this middle ground. There's this area called moderation that alcoholics, we just don't know, right? Like if we knew moderation, we would be alcoholics, right? And so learning to accept those kinds of things and those kinds of limitations and learning to work within them, it's been a process. It's been a journey for me. It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 218. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Hi. Hi. So, uh... Big day for you tomorrow. It is a big day for me tomorrow. <laughs> I will, uh... I will be preparing for, uh... I guess the ultimate weight loss plan. Oh, yeah. The crash diet of a colonoscopy. Now, just just to be clear... Don't really do that to lose weight. No, we, we know <laughs> we know that is not... That yeah, no. He's doing this for medical reasons. Yeah, I'm 50 and <laughs> yeah. they make you. They don't make you, but they it strongly encourage it. And, you know, the your medical... The HMO pays for it, so it's like... There's so few things that they give you for free, so I figured well, I might as well. Well, it's it's important to, yeah. to get all the testing done. Uh, you know, one of our listeners reminds me on a regular basis that I haven't had mine done. Yeah. So, but I'm not 50 yet. You're not 50. You got you got a ways to go. But I'm, I am I am 50, and so I will be I will be doing that. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow. Well, tomorrow I'll be taking all the. I got the pill. The pills. I didn't get the drink because I was like, there is no way. I will be able to choke that down. No. Like, I I just know how I am. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, is there a pill? And they were like, counting you? 
And, uh, <laughs> um, and so they so there's like 12 pills I have to take twice. So I will be an honorary member of Parliament Funkadelic by the time I get done taking all those pills. And uh, and so we will enjoy. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Yeah. But uh, and then Friday, I'm taking a cheat day. Don't tell don't tell Angelo. Yeah. Angelo is. <laughs> Don't listen to this episode, Angelo. If you're listening at this point, turn back. (laughs) Yes. So uh, that's that. Those are my big plans for the next few days is it's going to be an exciting weekend. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So next week I sound a little less full of shit. You'll know why. (laughs) So uh, what pray tell do you have in store for people this week? Let's see. We uh, (laughs) the return of Eric Valencia, the villain. We're going to talk about him and uh, lots of lots of other good stuff that we're going to talk with John Mills about. He's going to be joining us soon. Uh And then uh, Dr. Jen stops by and uh, she's going to talk to us about how you can be happy with only getting in a 20 minute workout, which we have deemed when you don't think your best is good enough. Uh, And then uh, let's see. We also have a whole bunch of great stories about the instructors and, of course, Peloton. And um, we also have a visit from Angelo at MetPro. And this week we talk about menopause. So I know there's there's some ladies that are going to be interested in that topic. And so I think that's it. I mean, there's tons of great information. Awesome. Well, I guess before we get to all that shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts, you can find us. While you're there, be sure and rate and review us and follow us so you never miss an episode. We have a new review. Oh, I love new reviews. This is from Jennifer Storm, and she says, I love listening to Crystal and Tom and getting the tea on all things Peloton. This show yes. embodies the energy we all feel about Peloton and how we are so much a community. The clip out is where to go for all Peloton things more than a bike. So thank you, Jennifer Storm. Thank you. You sound and, like you should be in the X-Men. Uh, well, you, I believe you told that to her when she was on oh. as an interviewee. Well, at least I'm consistent. <laughs> you are. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> So you can uh, also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there like the page and join the group and then you can also also there's a lot of also's in this segment find us on YouTube <laughs> youtube.com slash the clip out you can watch these shows in full HD glory we changed seats isn't that exciting so we sit in different locations now so uh, you can well, go look technically, at that technically um, I'm in the same okay location. one of us sits at a different location yeah. now she was like you're too close. Get out of here. Go further away. So um, we've <laughs> reached that stage a, of the no, marriage. That's no, not a thing. No, we have not. <laughs> and uh, you finally, uh, if you want the pictures, the links, all the stuff sent to you in one easy to find format, sign up for the newsletter at theclipout.com and it comes out mostly weekly. <laughs> yeah. So that sums it up. Yeah. So there's all that. Let's uh, let's dig in, shall we? We shall. Run, lift, and live with John Mills. So uh, joining us via the magic of ZoomTube uh, is John Mills. Why are you taking a selfie over there? (laughs) Because the puppy is sleeping. (laughs) And she is so adorable over here. And I had to get a podcasting puppy selfie. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what is happening? So uh, I'm doing the same thing. I'm trying to look. (laughs) Sorry to interrupt your introduction, John. (laughs) 
but the puppy oh, was sleeping. The puppy. There was a sleeping puppy. We are nothing if not professional around here. So I love cute animals. Oh, what can I say? We know. We know. Sleeping puppy. Puppy that shuts it down. It does. Well, I, I mean, yes. when I post the picture, you're gonna understand. She's really cute. <laughs> Oh, Hi, John. Good. Hello. <laughs> what is going on? Oh well, uh, all kinds of stuff. Actually, uh, well, you've been yeah. you've been a post and fool this yeah, week, you and have. <laughs> there's lots we need to discuss. So uh, I think we. What's should... funny is okay. I look up all this stuff and I had it all at the same time, and then I'm like. I can't post all this at once. So then I schedule it like every couple hours. Yeah. <laughs> so all of that, actually, I kind of got at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> don't show them how the sausage is made. No, no. I, uh, that's the behind the scenes. You don't yeah. share that. <laughs> so uh, I think we should start with this story. I think this one is the most important because it's just about kind of how right I was. You just like to be right. I, yes. you know, well, I mean, really, it's I'm kind of used to it. Oh, okay. Like the novelties right? going on. Yeah. 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 But, um, <laughs> So last week we I, we were talking humble about too. humble too yeah we were talking about uh, Peloton and lane break and the rise of, of video games and I said well just imagine if if they partnered up with Jungle Cruise and you could take a Jungle Cruise on the bike instead and it turns out of all people Echelon <laughs> they were listening to the podcast yeah they, clearly. I mean, now they're copying off of us. I'm joking. Like, I'll say a lot of bad things about Echelon because I don't like them. But, but they're not good enough to turn something around that quickly. No, this so. this has been in the works for a while. It's either that or Tom has deep ties into yeah, Echelon. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's right. We the, don't know anything about it. He's don't like, ruin my marriage. <laughs> <laughs> he's like the Q of Echelon. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, so this is interesting that they they partnered up with Disney and Jungle Cruise, which seems like I mean that's a good get for it is for Echelon, it not is. so much for Disney. Yeah, yeah, I'm surprised. Like Disney, really? The ride was the ride was last this past Saturday, okay. and it sounds like they were going to within the ride be doing like showing trailers and showing some behind the scenes footage. And I didn't, I wasn't clear of whether or not like the Echelon, you know ride a uh, trainer was going to be in any of this stuff other than them just kind of playing it yeah but um but yeah they were going to be showing some things like that and then they talked about like some type of advertising um connection as if there were going to be ads for the movie that tied into echelon i haven't seen those yet maybe you like train to run away from things on the echelon i don't <laughs> i don't know the backside of sweat i um i like so i think this is kind of the difference between peloton and echelon though right like i feel like this is kind of a squandered opportunity for echelon like if they're basically just interrupting your ride to show you a, a chunk of a trailer that you can watch on youtube that that doesn't sound cool that sounds irritating like to me the natural thing to do would be like turn it into a scenic ride and you're going right. through jungle cruise while you're pedaling your bike. Yeah, that would have like and, that would have been cool. And then use footage from that and have, you know, you can have Emily Blunt or The Rock giving you, you tips or telling you to increase your resistance or or, or what have you. But just showing you, you know, a trailer sounds kind of <laughs> I want to I want to actually see I haven't seen it, but I know they have like uh, this big screen behind them 
when they record their classes. So I don't know, maybe it was just kind of popping up on that big screen behind. I don't know. I, I have to watch it to see what it is. But I hear you. It would have been a lot more fun if you try if you tried to make it like you were more interactive somehow interactive riding through a jungle or something of that nature but yeah yeah i can I also know. see that that might be really difficult to do with uh disney because they're they're pretty picky about their stuff you know so yeah. i don't know that they would have allowed anybody to do that kind of thing you know right i don't know i don't know it just seems like such a great natural fit to it me does. but you it know. does um but uh for for those of you out there there's just one guy on your page john who uh tried to tell me uh that they're this this means that echelon is legit now no they're not um just because you have one good thing out of the million bad things you did no it's gonna take a lot more than that so moving along we see that <laughs> eric villancy say that okay i think that's fair I'm done. <laughs> like, I just got to get that, that guy in. knows who he is. He knows. <laughs> Has returned. I don't know. Did he ever officially go away? I don't know. How can we miss you if you won't go away? Yeah. Every time I hear the name Eric Villancy, I feel like yeah. twisting my my make handlebar mustache <laughs> mustache. Yeah. You know? That picture Eric that that Villancy. he had a while back that you posted, and he was like in the middle of that weird sculpture thing that's what i yeah. that's what i picture every time and they have that picture on this company site they have that picture because they're they're hyping up the fact that eric villancy made this product that same fi- picture they got him out there you know <laughs> the bond the bond there. villain picture yes yes right. it's uh so the product the product it's a company that was previously and i think they still called grit boxing mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. had like they have like boutique fitness centers in new york well, I guess you go in there and box like Rumble, I guess. But um, now they're trying to get in the connected fitness space. So they've developed this product called Grit. Now it's going to, it's losing me. Now I can't remember the name of it. Grit Epic. Grit yes, Epic. Yes. And so it's like a bench. The top of it opens up and you have like <laughs> this four, four or five foot screen that can swivel. I mean, it's tall, right? And it comes with these knuckles that are like have like, haptic feedback so like if you're punching you feel like you hit something even though you're punching that air yeah and then they've got like weights in the inside that supposedly are smart weights and digital weights but I, I don't even I don't know how that's that. a thing like i don't know how you do that with dumbbells but anyways they're dumbbells <laughs> and they're supposedly smart and and they're digital and then they've got like platforms that come off the side like like old school steps i guess i don't know what those are and so they're For like selling this thing. They're selling this thing up and they're selling that Eric Villancy designed this. So, you, you know, it's good. But they're also a, kind of attacking the Peloton social dynamic. They're like saying this is specifically their founder's words. The problem with Peloton is it's not social. And we get it because they were built seven years ago. What? Like, like, <laughs> what? <laughs> He's like, yeah, you can do a high five, but I mean, that's not really social. And so then then he goes in, I mean, he's like, really like, really, he's like selling this thing. And then he goes into the fact that in their platform, there's going to be like after class meetups and everyone's going to have a profile. So you can create your own two way video, audio video meetups with this big screen. And so it's like they're trying to replicate 
the Peloton studio experience where you ride and then after class, you're like in the lobby. You mean like Eric did back when they started Peloton. Oh, okay. Okay. Just checking. (laughs) So they'll have a (laughs) virtual lobby that you, if you want to opt in and hang out after the class, everybody's can see everyone like a zoom meeting, I guess on this big screen. Well, why would you want to do that? I don't know, but they're selling it up heavy. Like their platform (laughs) is more like social, if you want to get together and meet, you do it right within our platform. Interesting. Hmm. So I saw some some comments about how, yeah, Peloton needs to have their own social platform, yada, yada. I mean, stuff we've heard before. I don't I don't know that I really agree with that because people I don't know that everybody's going to join a whole nother social platform. You know, look what look what happened with Clubhouse. I mean, I feel like they had a moment for like 30 seconds. It's over. You know, they I know they're still hanging on like they're not dead. I don't mean that. But like that was probably the largest social platform introduction that we've seen in a really long time. Since TikTok, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's over already. So so like for Peloton to put all that money and effort into it, and I'm not they might be working on something like that for all I know, but I can see why it wouldn't be as important as other things that they're working on. Let's just Yeah, I mean I think they've been really successful with how they've managed to social. It's just not as um, it's not sitting on their platform. Yeah. manage to social interaction the best of any other players in space so i hear you it may not be as critical to them to do something as you know extravagant as this but you can tell that this this company is really relying on the fact that they took all these pieces from all these different companies and tried to fit it into this box of one product so they they've got like some employee that used to work for tonal and another employee that used to work from peloton and, and another employee that worked from some other uh, big company and they brought them together to, so it has ai for uh, computer vision i'm assuming and for rep count it's got the digital and smart weights so that kind of aligns to like a, a, a tonal thing and then it has this social thing right like it's like they tried to mush everything into this one they tried to take like the best pieces of all those mm-hmm. disparate things and put it together and make this like aggregate we're so cool we thought of this but right i don't know i mean if if Maybe if somebody has none of those things, they would want to buy it. But like, wouldn't you almost have to hit people who've never bought any of this stuff? Because like, why would you? Why would you? There's only so many of these things you can you can rack up. Yeah. You know. And now if it's like. If it's like, you know, overriding some of the other things you already have, then why would you buy it? Now you've got two. You know, I think they've got. I also think they have a challenge with their pitch because. They're clearly just trying to attach to that Peloton name to get this out there. They want it to sound like they're competing with Peloton. But actually, that is more of a strength-based device. And, you know, they're talking about the bike a lot, but the bike is more cardio-based. So, you know, their their pitch doesn't really align well. I I get what you're saying. It doesn't really make a lot of sense when you really listen to it. It's as if they're (laughs) just looking for the people or looking to convince folks that, that what they really want is social. So kind of pull your mind away from the disciplines, right? Just what you really want is social, thus you might look at them. I feel like a problem with that is that nobody came to any of this expecting social. Social was the benefit that Peloton brought. It was the thing you didn't expect and got it. So I don't Mm -hmm. I don't think it's something. And and I've I've said this before with 
many of the the newcomers you can't mass produce this thing like this thing came from people who genuinely loved it and they made it the community made it the social doesn't drive sales it drives retention Mm -hmm. and so and and, right. the, and this feels this pitch feels like it's coming from a place of, of sour grapes. Like, I think <laughs> they'd probably have a better chance positioning this as a compliment to Peloton instead mm, right. of an alternative to Peloton. <laughs> I agree. I agree with that. I think that's the, the problem with their whole pitch is that is that just what you just said. I think yeah. they should have just kind of stuck with kind of a strength kind of pitch and just as its own kind of distinct thing and not try to create all these overlaps. They, they even say at the end of it, they're like, and look. If you call us for one of our products, if you have a Peloton, we'll take it away for free and give you our product for free. And Why I'm would thinking, you want that? Yeah. Why, well, I, I don't want their thing. Like, I love my bike. Why would I give up my Plus, bike? Why would you want them to take it away for free when you know you can sell it in like 45 seconds? Yeah. Like, again, it's like it's just like totally tone deaf to what's yeah. actually happening. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. It, it just seems all odd. Seems all weird. So I threw it out there to see what the community thought. And I think most people kind of a. I mean, there's also, of course, those people that are kind of hating, hating, and yeah, we've got. I'm like, yeah, this social thing, yeah, this is this is it. And there's people like that, yeah. but then there's most of the comments were like, yeah, I don't know, I don't, I don't need bike. that. What? Yeah, yeah. That. Besides the serial haters, that's what I'm gonna start calling right. them, the serial haters. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of the social aspect, you had an interesting post this week about uh, just kind of tracking. You do this, I don't know, I guess, what, once a quarter, roughly? Yeah, this, but you added. Roughly. You added to it. We've yeah. got some newcomers here. So Yeah, just, because generally when I do this, I do I do this roughly every, every quarter. This time it was 10 weeks out. But I find it interesting because there are a lot of companies that, you know, aren't public. So they're not reporting numbers and subscribers subscribers and members intentionally. They don't want you to know that. Right. You can't see where they fall. And um, so it's kind of hard to rank. They're not reporting revenue or income or you don't really know how well are they succeeding. So I find these, you know, unscientific ways to figure out like what's going on. And and I tend to use like social media platforms. In this scenario, it's Instagram. And anytime I go and look at Instagram followers, of course, Peloton's way at the top, you know, from 1.6 million now. And then I, I put the percentage that they've gained in social media followers since the last time I checked within this instance was 10 weeks prior. So Peloton was up 6%, which is huge. They're at the top and then they gained 6% more uh, followers on social. But And so I listed that out. This time I broke it out by different companies owned by iFit as well. So I have Nordic Track. I have iFit because they changed the name of the company and they're using that. That's also used as their digital platform. Okay. And then I have Pro Proform separately too. So you kind of see the breakouts. Um, and then I added Equinox Plus since, you know, SoulCycle, they changed the product name from Veritas, I think, to Equinox Oh, okay. Plus. okay. And, and then I added Apple Fitness Plus because um, they have their own separate. I didn't Instagram even realize platform. they had their own separate thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of interesting because they got almost 100,000 followers now. So I think in a short span, they got a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. I'll give them that. that I, Follow, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised at how high that number is, especially since I think most people would probably think to just they follow apple right that's and that's right it enough. you know yeah right but the other interesting thing about it of course is echelon still at the bottom like all these newcomers are just come they come to the party and then they just immediately kind of pass up echelon 
Like everybody passes. Everybody, everybody passes. Everybody passes echelon. Everybody passes a <laughs> But can we talk about what is up with that? Well, can we talk about Soul Cycle though? Like, what is up with oh. Soul Cycle? You at zero percent, zero percent growth? Yeah. So in previous months, I would um, post the rounded up number that they show on Instagram. Yeah. This is the first month that I went, wait a minute. No, let me get the exact numbers. So I get the exact numbers. But if you look at the rounded up number for SoulCycle from 10 weeks ago, it's the same number you see now. And huh. then when I look at the, the full number, it's only like 400 above that rounded up number. So I don't know exactly how much they grew, but it's under 1%. Like it's a point <laughs> something. It's you not good. I mean? It's not good. <laughs> it, so I don't know what's up with that. But also, I since I now know they got this Equinox Plus platform, I'm like, maybe the connected folks who have the bike are going there instead of to the social. Oh, well, maybe. Yeah, that's that's. So a- I added them and they have some growth there, but it's still, you know, they're still way down there. Above Echelon, though. <laughs> oh, Echelon. <laughs> oh, Echelon. I don't get why they're, even now, I really don't get why they're so, so down there. I mean, they try so hard. We've said this before. Like, there's so much money mm-hmm. going in. This this Jungle Cruise thing, that should have given right. them a push on social media. Yeah, it should. It's also, a- why does Disney care if they're even doing something with them if their social media numbers suck is it possible yeah, I don't that we is, is it possible they're big somewhere that you're not looking at i mean i don't i don't even know how that could be a thing how John. are their friendster numbers <laughs> <laughs> uh do you look at tiktok at all no, i don't know i'm just asking I've, I've only ever checked Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I, I might have to go to some obscure place this yeah, next time. Yeah, but maybe, maybe we'll any, try some MySpace. Any of those three platforms, <laughs> they're always at the bottom. Interesting. Always. I, I know that's telling me something, and I'm assuming that it's telling me that they're just not connecting to people in the same way Peloton was so successful in connecting with people. Yeah. Which, which to me sounds like it has likely something to do with their content. But it's just all, it says something. I just don't know what it is. I'll let people answer that in their own minds. Yeah, I feel like I got a good theory. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, rounding out the the topics, uh, Beachbody put out their, they unveiled a new bike, the Mix 2. Yeah. Mix 2. Yeah, I think this was their, their, you know, their intent to get people ready for their new uh, what is it called? Body, Beach body interactive platform. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which it's supposed to come out in September. Right. But you can sign up now and get access to it in August early. Ooh. Like they're, you know, they're, they're pressing that. But anyway, um, this new bike has a camera. The old bike didn't. Well, yeah, because the they were the, the antisocial bike, right? They oh, yeah, were they the- were the antisocial. Like, you don't want to see nobody. You want to talk to nobody. And now they're they like, no we camera. want everybody on the bike. <laughs> now it's a whole different thing. Now they got a camera. Right. And um, so they're selling up the camera. But the other thing that they're selling up about the bike is it now has a speed and cadence sensor. But which nope. I didn't realize that old bike didn't have that. Like, Me either. So it, then it, what it, did that bike it, even do then? It had nothing. It had no connection and no camera and it had no <laughs> sensor. What did it even do? <laughs> I know. I know they talked heavy. They used to talk heavy about we do heart rate training. Okay. So it's like they just expected you to ride based on feel. You turn up the resistance knob. And you're just constantly checking your heart rate. Like, I guess that's how they did it. Hmm. But now that they're trying, they're with Beachbody and they're trying to compete. So they had to put some type of metric there, right? And they needed the camera because, you know, their intent is to 
have that big board behind the instructor where you could see the faces of some folks at home who are in the class. Right. So they needed the camera for that. And they're talking about doing one-on-one type training. So they needed this two-way camera for that as well. So those are the big things relative. It also has a a mixer to make your protein shakes. Well, (laughs) but yeah, right. Um, But I, but there's a couple things that I want to, I want to touch on. Number one, I find it interesting that we have another competitor who's really kind of talking some shit. Like they're very much Mm -hmm. like, you're going to, we're going to do it better. We're going to do it better. I'm like, okay, well, we'll see. Y'all need to just calm down. I reserve. (laughs) I think we'll, we'll just. We'll see how it all turns out. I'm not sure about this big board behind them and converting people to actually ride the bike. And let's see how many bikes they actually sell. I'm not even down on them. I'm just saying maybe you guys coming in a little hot for my taste. But well, um, coming in hot. They are coming, coming in, in hot. hot. Um, but the other thing I wanted to mention was uh, so they they boast this like lower price. But then it's kind of like the the membership thing is a whole nother that's a whole nother ball game, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They talked the lower price, and then, but with the release of this new bike, they're no longer selling the old. You can't go to their site and buy the old one, so the lower price isn't as much lower anymore. Yeah, you know? it's yeah. It's kind of gone up. But yeah, the membership's odd to me because you know they own OpenFit, and OpenFit has strength and you know weight and walking and running classes and hit and all kinds of stuff, and so that's a platform that just you know comes with this, and you can pay for that. I think it's like. 29 bucks a month. You can subscribe to that as a part of your bike, but you could also subscribe to this new body interactive live and on demand classes, which will be like, you know, bike classes. But I thought they also had off the bike content. Okay. And that's 1999. That's like, right. Right. And plus a $99 a year annual fee. Yeah. So there's all these fees depending on which of the three things you're trying, two things you're trying to do. It's like three card money. And that's really why I'm bringing it up. I think that's I think that's a really odd way to do it. And I'm sure there's a a good reason from a strategy standpoint. But I think that, you know, it can be misleading when they start putting these things out there that say, oh, this is apples to apples comparison. And it's not really because there's kind of I'm not going to call them hidden fees because they're they're telling you up front you have to pay for them. But I would say confusing fees. Yeah, it definitely obfuscates the your ability to compare one exactly. by the other exactly and that seems right that, that has to be purposeful mm-hmm. so. yeah 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 you're right yeah it, i can't tell why i would open fit over body body over open fit and i don't get why one has an annual fee and a monthly and the other one doesn't yeah yeah I, that's it is kind of confusing but on that topic of everybody's kind of coming at peloton they are they're coming hard now everybody's yeah. coming hard well, so this, when you're the top dog, epic, yeah. right? Yeah, when you're the top Rip dog, epic everybody wants to take trash. take you down, man. They all they all want to take you down. That's what happens, right? Grip Epic's talking all this trash in the video, and then yeah, you know these these guys are doing this, and then I saw iFit's latest commercial, and they're like, if you just want to work out and you don't want high fives, <laughs> <laughs> all that all that bullshit, you don't want all that. Yeah, you just want to work. Yeah, come, come see us. <laughs> it's like it's like they're talking shit. Like yeah. everybody's all talking crazy. Yeah, yeah. And Peloton's just over here. Like we're just gonna have fun. We're gonna yeah. be over here partying. You guys try to keep hey. up, okay? Yeah. Right. Hey. Hey. What's up? Oh crazy. goodness. Well, thank you so much for joining us, John. Until next week, where can people find you? 
They can find me on Facebook in my group or page, Run, Lift, and Live. They can find me on Instagram, Run, Lift, and Live, or at runliftandlive.com. Awesome. Awesome. Thank Thank you you. so much. Man, oh man, do you love your AG1? I really do. You do. It's a wonderful tasting drink, and it also makes me feel good. Like, it's a great way to start the day. Uh, You know, I grew up, my dad always had things like tomato juice first thing in the morning. I feel like AG1 is my tomato juice. (laughs) (laughs) This generation's V8. Yes, I I do. Uh, But I love the way it makes me feel. It's like I get all of my vitamins, and I'm ready for the day just with a drink. And like I said, it's a good tasting drink. And it can help replace your your multivitamin just by drinking an AG1 every day. Yes. And not only did I replace my multivitamin with AG1, but I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. It also has vitamin C and zinc to support my immune health. If there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1. And that's why I've partnered with them for so long. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D, 3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase at drinkag1.com slash clipout. That's drinkag1.com slash clipout. Check it out. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? (laughs) Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each, so nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away 100 or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say, that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, And they also come in like a million different colors and styles. For your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clipout listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R.com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. Getting this psychological edge with Dr. Jen. Joining us once again is Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family, and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. She uh, did it for USA Gymnastics, so that seems uh, more important than us. <laughs> for <So>. sure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she also has an app called No More Diets. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Dr. Jen. Hey. Hello. Hello. We are so glad you were here. Uh, another another question for you that I think a lot of parents can relate to. Uh, we had one last week that I feel like kind of fit the same bill. This one is from Christina Ribeiro, and she says she's struggling with dealing with frustration when everything gets in the way that she can't just say this can wait or this is mommy time and at the end of the day she uh, when she wants to do something for just 20 to 30 minutes for accountability she she can't because these there's other things that keep coming up how can she accept that there are days that other things are the priority or come first and whatever she can do on the treader bike should be okay and she should be happy instead of angry or sad oh amen well well, i i think first of all before we go to the, let's be happy with what you've done. I think we need to look at her boundaries with her family. Okay. And, and this is tough that she doesn't mention the age of her kids. You know, I don't, I don't know much about it, but 
what I do want to encourage her to do is to make some boundaries that allow her to carve out some time for herself that is reasonable. And that if there's another adult in the house who also takes care of child or children or making dinner or whatever the tasks are that are derailing her the most, that you make a plan with that person. And uh, many of you have seen that I put a sign on my gym door that basically says like, mommy's on the bike. This is my time for myself. And unless the house is burning down, someone's bleeding, Grammy and Grampy are ill, please do not disturb me. Like, even if you hear me laughing, crying, anything that you hear going on, and please don't stand over my bike (laughs) or my tread to wait for me to get off because it, it blows my mojo. Like it it takes me out of the zone. And I found that that's really helpful. Now, granted I have teenagers, so it's, it's a lot easier with teenagers. It'd be totally different if I had a toddler. Yeah. Teenagers don't want to talk to you anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very fortunate that I have two of the greatest teenage girls that one could ask for. And we do like to spend a lot of time together. So I'm, I'm very grateful for that, but they also respect the boundary which is really, really wonderful. And if you have young kids, I also do want to encourage the parents who have really young kids, especially those who work from home, to start establishing those boundaries of, hey, mommy or daddy is working from home. When that door is closed, that means I'm working. And, you know, so-and-so will be taking care of you during that time. So that you want to start to kind of establish those boundaries early on because that makes it easier when you do have that self-care time that, when you say, hey, you know what? I'm taking 30 minutes on the bike. Don't bother me unless the house is on fire. Once they're older, they'll they'll be in the groove already and they'll respect that. So that's the first thing is kind of establishing boundaries, talking to family members and saying, this is something that's really important to me. I really, you know, those family members that are old enough, I really need your support that when I'm on the bike, then unless it's an emergency, please don't disturb me. Or, hey, I really need you to take on making dinner for yourself or for the family on Tuesdays and Thursdays because I really want to do, I really want to be able to get on the tread or take this strength class or yoga class or whatever it is. So I think that kind of um, alerting the family members, making the boundaries And then I do think that when you have that time where you do carve it out and you take the time for yourself, you know, look, every Peloton instructor, I was just doing a ride with Robin says like, Hey, congratulations. Like you just took 30 minutes for yourself. Congratulations. You just took five minutes. Even if that's the only thing you did all day, that's five minutes. A lot of other people didn't take. And I think that you really have to value that. And I also think that when you have those minutes, whatever they are, whether it's five minutes or 30 minutes or an hour, that to put yourself in the state of mind and say, this is my time for me. This is my time to do something really wonderful for myself. And right now in this moment, I don't have to be anybody's mother, anybody's wife, anybody's girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, whatever it is. And to really try to when you don't have a lot of time, really be in the moment of the time that you do have so that you can use it to its maximum. I think that that is something that's really important, especially when you are a busy working parent. That's good advice. And for parents who struggle with telling themselves it's okay, 
Is there like a certain age that a child is okay to not have their needs met instantly? Does that make sense as a question? Yes, it does. Okay. It's, a, it's a great question. And, and I think that really kind of the first three years are the most important years because A, they're just totally dependent on you. And B, the first three years are, are where psychologically the and by the way, the reason why I wrote my book, Super Baby, Dr. Jen's 12-step guide to giving your kids, you know, all of these advantages that the first three years are the most important years psychologically. And what, what we're teaching our kids on a very unconscious level is when you cry, you get your needs met. When the world is a, is a safe place, mommy is here for you, daddy is here for you, whoever it is in your household that is, that is a parent. So those first three years are really the crucial three years. And then part of what we want to teach our kids is to tolerate disappointment, to tolerate not getting what they want, to tolerate, no, you, you can't watch TV right now. No, you need to learn to, to play in your crib by yourself. And I think that a lot of parents are so exhausted that it's hard to do that. And what I always recommend is that in the first three years, very early on, first of all, as you guys know, in Super Baby, I talk a lot about the reasons not to start screen time until kids are at least three. And I know that sounds impossible. <laughs> and I can I can say it because I did it. I practice what I preach. I have twins. I have twin girls and they did not have a minute of TV or phone or screen time until they were three and a half years old. Wow. Yeah. And now, granted, I'm very fortunate that I have family that was very on board with me, very helpful. But I also was in situations plenty of times where like we went to a party and so I had the TV on and I took my kids out of the room. There were a lot of people who thought I was crazy for that. <laughs> but I read the science on brain development and how it affects children's brains. And I also felt like if my children in the first three years were dependent on a device, they're not going to learn to be able to do this on their own. So I, I stocked their beds when they were old enough and was safe enough with board books, with stuffed animals, with things that they could do so that they could learn to focus and concentrate on their own. And I reaped the benefits of it because then there were times where I had to go make dinner or I had to go do something and I could put them in their cribs and they could entertain themselves or where I could have a, a, another person in the room and they could play with them and it wasn't just screen time, screen time. So I think that the earlier you train your kids, you know, once you get past that first three years of, okay, let's meet all their needs, then to train them to entertain themselves and, and to tolerate the discomfort and to do it in a loving way. Hey, I know you really want to be with me. Mommy's going to go take care of herself. She's going to hop on the bike. I'll see you in 30 minutes right now. Daddy or Grammy or the other mommy or whoever else is, is going to be taking care of you. And I'll see you in 30 minutes. And, you know, that other parent also being mindful of, okay, 30 minutes may seem like a long time or, okay, I know distracting this child is going to help get them on track. They're going to forget all about mommy on the bike in five minutes and I know what to do. Oh, yeah, that's great. So it's kind of a long-winded way of answering your question. <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for all that. Um, until next time, where can people find you? People can find me on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of that at Dr. Jen Mann, two ends on Jen, two ends on man. Uh, also, you can find me in Style Magazine. I have a weekly column called Hump Day with Dr. Jen. 
Awesome. Awesome. Instructors in the news. So uh, GQ magazine writes about Cody Rigsby's raunchy ride to stardom. <laughs> I mean, it's catchy. It is catchy. You know, Cody's just been on a real he has a role lately, as we've mentioned many times. I really do think he has a new PR person. Uh, I know it was a joke at first, but it's just it's sticking. Yeah. Um. And, and hey, good for them. It, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. No. No shade. And. Uh, I don't have a a thing to say other than it's just a fun article. Yeah. It's just a fun article about Cody and how he takes his own, he puts his own spin on everything and that pun not intended. Yeah. And that he's made it work for him. And and I think that also speaks to how Peloton allows each instructor to really have their own voice and, you know, be themselves. And I really appreciate that for Peloton because you know, you do not want the exact same instructor every day. You know, you need different instructors for different reasons. Absolutely. And so I'm very, very happy they're allowed to have their very differing. <laughs> yeah. And when you're attracting the audience size that Peloton is. Yeah. Different people. It's not just different people want different things, different days. It's different people just want different things. True. And so very true. You, you can't just have three instructors and call it a day and please all these people. So like, I mean, it's, you know, kind of the cost of doing business. So absolutely. And then uh, <laughs> so not everyone feels that way. So then we turn to the oddly titled Cody Rigsby's grumpy ride to stardom on the Barely literate Texas News Today dot com. I don't think they are literate. In fact, I think this was written by one like of those a, bots. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like this is either like a Russian website <laughs> that wants to draw you in and then feed you anti vax info or something, yeah. or it's written by a bot because it's like first off they spelled Rigsby wrong. Yeah, two e- G's. Even I know that. <laughs> um, and and the grammar on this thing, like the sentences are so weird. I mean, I literally had to call it out. Because it was so awful Yeah His name is spelled wrong The entire time And like The very first sentence That talks about how About his mother Cindy Is full of grammatical And punctuation errors Like it doesn't even make sense There's words missing Like it's awful The first sentence of, of the article And no one has nailed it To being friendly Than Rigsby That 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 literally is what it says What What Yeah yeah. Okay. So, so guys, don't read this article unless you just want to laugh. Yeah. It, it will be in our newsletter. So you yeah. can, you can enjoy it just from a what the, what, what is happening here standpoint. Yeah. That's I, the only reason we wanted to call your attention I, to it. I wanted to, I was like, what is this website? I went to their about us section. Oh dear. And this is in their about us section of something that claims to be a news site. We delivers the latest updates on national and international issues with photo, audio, and video. Okay. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. It's like, it's insane. Having a diverse range of products and sections, it is for everyone in the family. Uh, No, no, it really isn't. (laughs) I I mean, (laughs) yeah, it was just like this, this article is making my brain hurt. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I lost some intelligence points right out of the gate. It was like Billy Madison. We are all stupider for having read that. So if you're wondering where to get your coffee from, Jess Sims would like you to consider Nespresso. I mean, this is a huge deal. (laughs) It is. That's a huge company. Yeah, Her, Her repping Nespresso, one of my favorite companies. By the way, <laughs> you and, love your uh, coffee. I do love my coffee. And uh, I love seeing Jess be able to represent this ginormous company. So congrats to her and uh, congrats to Nespresso. 
Yeah, absolutely. They're lucky to have her. Yeah. And then uh and then speaking of uh Jess Simps, she yes. pops up on in style magazine with five favorite pre and post ride stretches. Yes, and uh, she mentions right out of the gate how you know stretching. You should is drink so espresso important. before you stretch. <laughs> yes, yes, that's what she says. Uh, but she does have these little countdown of classes here, and of course, we all know that stretching is one of the most important things you can do to make the next day's workout even better. So um, I'm very glad that they included this, but it's not like an article you want us to go bullet point by bullet point yeah. because it's it's just a countdown <laughs> but she's she's having a good week absolutely she wants to hire cody's publicist yeah <laughs> if you're looking to avoid carbs it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle right because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients so i think hero bread does both especially when you're in the store you are overwhelmed with bread choices yes and i've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it <laughs> it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread <laughs> i didn't make a sandwich with these i just had toast which you love because you have toast almost every day i do it was the <laughs> best textured bread of this sort that i've ever had and if you're doing the math it's zero to one grams of net carbs zero gram sugar and high in fiber so don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. <laughs> Clip out. So joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube is Angelo from MetPro. Hey, how's it going? Hey, guys, it's going great. Great to be back with you, too. Yeah, we're so glad you're here. Uh, we have more questions for you uh, from our Clipout community. Um, and uh, I'm really excited to hear about this next one because um, I, I'm not there yet, but I will be. So uh, this is from Colleen Kaiser, and she wants to know, how do you balance weight loss with macros and exercise in menopause? <laughs> <laughs> Could there be like a juggling, you know, baby shaving mixed in there? I don't know. Uh, okay, so I will do my best to answer. Uh, Colleen, was it? Yes. Uh, her her question. So, um, so macros are a component of what your diet is comprised of. The end result, if those components are aligning and your strategy is working, is going to be weight loss. So, uh, and it won't be linear. So you will plateau. It's that's what they didn't tell you is it's death taxes and plateauing when you're on a weight loss program. <laughs> that will happen. Don't panic. It is okay. That's all part of the game. Your body will naturally acclimate to the changes you've made to your diet or to your exercise program. It'll acclimate for a while and then you'll make more progress or in some cases and this is what we deal with at the, with the metabolic profiling is we help know when, okay, your body has reached its threshold where now we need to change something. In fact, I was just on the phone with a, with a gal the other day 
And she's like, okay, I've been here. I, I, I need to change my diet. I'm like, nope, not yet. Eat the same thing three more days. Why? Because when we're looking at your stats, see, we're heading in a certain direction. I could tell she was going to drop. She's going to drop another pound or two in the next day or so. And sure enough, she did. And then she's like, so do we stay here? I'm like, nope. Now we're actually going to change everything. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I digress. Getting back to her question, how do you balance the macros? So there's not going to be a specific set formula. So I'll give you an example. The zone diet. His name will come back to me in a moment, but he was brilliant. He came up with the, uh, what is it, uh, uh, 40, 30, 30. Uh, I, I, it's, it's been a second, but he had a very balanced macronutrient ratio plan. And what we did was we plugged it in to our back-end CRM to see, okay, if we just run data to see based on averages, and you have young people, old people, small people, big people, everything in between, what was the most common macronutrient ratio in the moment? We found that his macronutrient ratio is just the wellness, well-rounded ratio, popped up 9% uh, of the time, which was the highest single reoccurring macronutrient ratio, which means that that uh, that diet plan and that writer was brilliant, even though he was wrong 91% of the time. <laughs> wow. So what, what it goes to show is that everyone needs something a little bit different. So the way you balance it is you look at, am I progressing? And then a system of adjustments are, can I manipulate my calories up or down? Can I manipulate? When we say macronutrients, usually the first one people are going to look at is carbohydrates, assuming you're getting a decent amount of protein and fats. Can I manipulate carbohydrates up and down? And those are your two ex uh, levers that are outside of exercise. And you look at the exercise and say, can I add volume? Can I add intensity? Can I add frequency? And if there are no more levers to be pulled, because some people will get there, they're like, nope, I've done that, I've done that, I've done that. Then you have to change your goal temporarily. Now we're going to focus on performance. We're going to spend a few weeks revving up that metabolism, not trying to lose weight. I know that's a dirty word, not trying to lose weight, focusing on speeding your metabolism. So when you switch back to a fat burning cycle, it'll be once again effective. And for menopause, the strategy doesn't change. Hmm. It absolutely can be challenging. And I'm not saying that menopause doesn't affect how your body stores weight, where your metabolism is, because it absolutely does, but it doesn't change the strategy. If anything, it just makes good nutrition, consistent exercise, and a really smart strategy even that much more important. Hmm. You were really looking for a good news weren't you i was you were, you were looking I, I for thought, like you know well, because of the hot flash you have to eat more ice cream yeah that that would have been a good answer <laughs> hot flash eat an ice cream cup right? yeah. That's it. <laughs> the good news is that we see we see women every day that despite going through menopause are finding ways to keep a healthy metabolism and are still reaching their weight loss goals, their fitness goals, and getting in better and better shape. We see it every day. Okay. Well, that's encouraging. So we all just have to be patient. And and we all know patience <sighs> is your strong suit. Mm. <laughs> okay. So that may not be true. <laughs> 
Well, thank you so much for answering uh, Colleen's question. Until next time, where can people find you? Metro.co slash TCO. Ooh, you, got right. you got it right. Did I get it right. Yeah. You got it right. You got it right this time because last time I was like, no, I got it wrong. slash <laughs> TCO. Awesome. Right. Thank you. <laughs> new instructors. So we have a new instructor for Germany. We do. Uh, Marcel Maurer joined this week. And, uh, you know, this is interesting because he is specifically been hired for strength he does not have any other listings on his um Hmm. his peloton bio for now not saying he's never done anything else but he he is only being listed as he is doing peloton strength interesting it is interesting uh people are wondering if that means we are getting very close to the uh the strength product that will be dropping so it's hard not to see it that way it is it is and will we be seeing another instructor a strength instructor just for strength in the UK is another right. question that has come up in Australia for that matter. Yeah, absolutely. So congrats and welcome to Marcel. So everybody's always looking for different ways to get their cardio fix in. And uh, you know what? Have you ever thought about boxing or kickboxing? Well, if you have, then you definitely want to check out Fight Camp because Fight Camp is made for beginners all the way through to experienced boxers and you can box at home and there's several different paths that you can follow that are going to teach you those skills along the way paired with workouts that are going to reinforce all the things that you've learned. There's also new content being released weekly that covers a range of easy to advance and it's going to come with all the gear that you need to box at home, including a freestanding punching bag, boxing gloves, quick hand wraps and uh, their unique punch tracking sensors that challenge you to hit the minimum amount of punches each round and allow you to track your boxing and kickboxing journey so you can see all the progress you're making not to mention fight camp is great for kids one of the only home workouts that are safe for kids to do there are no heavy weights or spinning wheels and as soon as people get their fight camp bag the kids are always the first to walk up and want to try it. <laughs> and Fight Camp uses new tech that tracks each punch you throw to measure speed, volume, and output so you can follow your progress, push yourself to compete on the community leaderboard, and challenge others or do you versus you in the new versus mode. You can pay for your Fight Camp over 24 months for less than the cost of a boxing gym and get it right away. Plus, the Fight Camp offers... Free shipping with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Just go to joinfightcamp.com slash clip. To get free shipping on Fight Camp, go to joinfightcamp.com slash clip. That's joinfightcamp.com slash clip. Peloton in the news. So Marketing Brew, which we know is trustworthy because they've used us as a source. And so they're totally. So they're, they've got to know what they're talking about. Um, they also reach something like 75 million homes a day. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so, they're, they're doing OK. I think yeah. they got it under control. I think so. They have a, an interesting article about a report on DTC ad spend, which means direct to consumer companies. And so uh, Peloton falls under that and turns out, spoiler They spend a lot of money. Yeah, well, not just a lot. They spent the most on TV advertising during the first half of 2021. They spent $68.9 million. And just note, that is more than it spent in all of 2020. Because, of course, they didn't need advertising when the pandemic hit. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. That is a crap ton of money. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I thought it was also interesting that it they spent what it says Peloton took the number one spot with more than 11.5 billion impressions through the first half of the year while your favorite company Chewy <laughs> I do like Chewy <laughs> and Carvana settled into slots two and three garnering 10 million views so yeah that's that's amazing well I mean congrats to Peloton absolutely that's I mean I don't know I was gonna say well congrats anybody could do it if you spent the money but they also have to generate the money to spend that kind of money so, so it's, congrats if, to Peloton <laughs> if you think about it their marketing spend is more than a lot of these connected fitness companies are bragging about about raising <laughs> in their fundraising campaigns with, with angel investors. That's true. Yeah, that's a really good way to look at it. And then while we're talking about Peloton and their TV spin, they have a new uh, they have a new TV commercial that debuted this week. Yeah, and it's it's talking about it's basically like no matter who you are, you don't know who's on the leaderboard with you. Right. And I loved this commercial. I got chills when I watched it because it showed real community members, whether it was Usain Bolt or it was, you know, the guy down the street, you know, right. riding his bike. And and I loved seeing that juxtaposition because those are real people there and and they are riding Peloton. They are doing the strength classes. They are pushing themselves. And uh, that's pretty cool that we have that breadth of variety of people yeah. on the leaderboard. It's also interesting that they're finally going down this road because people have been saying for a long time that they should feature more community, regular, everyday people and their commercials. So it's it's also kind of interesting to see that they they finally have done that. Yeah. Well, and this is like the third ad that they have. Too. Right. So, I mean, it's not just... A brand new thing but I do think that it has a lot to do with Dara the new um, CMO and I say new she's been there for like over a year now right, right? but the next article is about her so that seemed like a good time to bring her in that's what we call a segue <laughs> in the industry yeah well done uh, yeah she she actually started at Peloton in early 2020 and uh, so back then you know Peloton was still dealing with the aftermath of the commercial yeah and um, <laughs> the commercial I love that <laughs> everyone knows what I'm talking about Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, and they still deal with the aftermath of that. People yeah. still ask questions about it. But Dara has really kind of changed the direction. And and also, she she's kind of a superstar in her own right. You know, she yeah. is out there, the face of Peloton all the time. She's always going to all these different marketing conventions and talking about Peloton and she always gives great insights when she talks. So when she speaks about Peloton and she's talking about what's going on. Uh, so she's really made things change at Peloton. Absolutely. It, There's also some very interesting stuff buried at the bottom of okay. this article. Yeah. So tell me about that because, um, yeah, I didn't get to that. Sure. So it says, according to market research company Cartify.ai, A survey of Peloton users recently found that 41% of bike, tread, and app users are beginning to replace their workouts with in-studio gyms. What? Yeah. Now, my guess would be that they're augmenting, that they still want to go to the gym, like, you know. But then it says, it goes on to say, additionally, more than a quarter indicated they're likely to discontinue their subscription. What? I got to throw the BS flag on that. Me too. Because if you bought this product... Like, I just find it hard to believe there's that many people that would drop that kind of money on a product and then just completely let it turn into a brick and walk away from it. 
Yeah, I don't think that that's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see. We'll see because the numbers will will become obvious if that's the case. You yeah. Know? And I wouldn't be surprised to see maybe rides, you know, usage decline as people like, oh, OK, well, if I'm going to work out five times a week, maybe two of them are at the gym. And so overall engagement might might yeah. drop some. But I just I just found it hard to believe that people that that dropped, you know, two thousand twenty five hundred dollars on a, on a bike or even more on a tread, you know. Nine months ago Are going to just turn around and be like F it and walk away from it Well and for for what it's worth um, I see that there's a quote here from from Dara she responds to that and she says that uh, That what is sticky about The platform is that it works once people get In the ecosystem and start taking the classes They stay with it I think that's going to continue Even as we emerge from this pandemic That stickiness is going to continue You're going to continue to see members coming back for more And I agree with her I do too and then a website called The Greatest, T-I-S-T, mm-hmm. not greatest like Muhammad Ali, right? talked to or about uh, Rebecca Kennedy. Yeah, they, they talked to her. Uh, she posted about this, that she had done this. And I love this article because its title is Building Rest into Your Exercise Life. And um, I think most people are aware in the Peloton community, but, but maybe they're not. Uh, Rebecca's been taking some time off to take care of herself okay um and so she hasn't been on the bike and the tread for a while well she was she didn't teach the bike she hasn't been on teaching for the tread for a while and um you know she didn't this person who reached out to her was a journalist and was like i didn't know that people at her level could take time off for themselves and demand it right not not like i'm just taking off i don't care yeah totally you know and i think that speaks to Peloton's commitment to their their trainers that you know whenever a tra- whenever one of these instructors needs some time they encourage and allow it there are a lot of companies out there there are a lot of just institutions out there that do not allow people to rest and recover when they need it and and so I don't know all the details behind what's going on with Rebecca nor do I need to right her saying I need some time is enough but I love I love 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 that they highlighted this and have an article all about it and uh, I think it's just another thing that nobody can ever beat Peloton on you know yeah it's just, absolutely they stand out in case you missed it so the uh, breathe in, speak up thing is back. <laughs> yeah, I so feel bad was, saying thing because it sounds important, but it, it I don't know what important. I'm talking about. It is important. And I know you don't take these <laughs> classes, but it, it is important. It was a group of classes that were done. Um, they started last year. Um, and so breathe in was was the Chelsea Jackson Roberts side of things where mm-hmm. she had like these really powerful meditations that were about Black Lives Matter. Okay. And then so i'm a really big jerk right now yeah (laughs) you are um but i understand you don't take these classes yeah yeah, i get that yeah but then the the speak up side of things was tune day and tune day was on the bike and she did these really powerful classes that she she talked about the same subject matter so the the two go together and it's one year later from when those classes first aired and so there is there was a special anniversary edition of the ride and the flow and the meditation and so um i I encourage you that if you did not get a chance to take these, take the anniversary editions, please do. It's amazing. And I think that it is, again, I will just say I love that Peloton gives their instructors a place to be themselves and to speak about things that are important to them. Absolutely. Peloton Birthdays. 
August is a busy month it, for I mean, Peloton birthdays. It is. It does not shock me because you know because Leos are August. Okay. Okay. And Leos are big personalities. Okay. And so uh, we have JV Nava. Uh, who I mean I just associate with kind of the heart of Peloton right. you know uh, her birthday is August 2nd and then we have Marion Roman so you, people may not have even heard this name before right. because Marion started she was one of the very first instructors back when Peloton first started in fact I have been told she actually conducted the first class that Peloton ever did live. How about that? Um, now, I don't know if that's accurate. I wasn't around then, but that's yeah. what I was told. Um, and then she, her birthday is on 8-3, so August 3rd. And then we have Just Sims, August 5th. So congrats and, to everyone. And we know she will be enjoying her birthday with <laughs> some Nespresso. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, um, I also, we would be remiss if we did not add as a celebration that Allie Love is getting married this weekend. So oh, well, congrats, congrats to her. Absolutely. Checking in with the Peloton community. So joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Katrina Sophia. Hey, Katrina, how's it going? Good. How are you doing? Good. We're so excited you're here. I feel like we need to kind of start off by also explaining how we met Katrina. And <laughs> probably in quotes. Yeah, but... in air quotes, because we're meeting her right now. Right, we're meeting her now. <laughs> yeah. So a couple weeks ago. She left a review that we read and her screen name was frauded by TLC. And we were like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> And she reached out to explain it, and we were fascinated. Yes. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, you guys were like, is she talking about the TV network? Is she talking about the music group? Does she have a beef with, you know, Lisa Left Eye Lopez, like RIP? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, so, we had lots of questions. So we are going to get into all of that and find out all about what you do, because I think everybody <laughs> at home is going to be as excited as we were to hear oh, about okay. all this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but I like to start off with Peloton. So I'm going to start yes. there. Okay. <laughs> That's why um, we're all here, right? Exactly. Exactly. So how did you first find out about Peloton and decide that needs to be mine? Like, how did you decide? Well, that? okay. I'd known of Peloton. I was never an indoor bike person. I never did spin class before my life. In fact, back before, like in way, way long time ago in a prior life, like I was running all the time and I'd gotten injured. I'd gotten shin splints and all this stuff. So I was told to like ride the indoor bike and I hated it. I hated every minute of it. So it wasn't something that was on my radar at all. Okay. <laughs> and I'd been off and on running through the last couple of years and stuff. And I was having difficulty like motivating. I have a treadmill. It's like a cheap old treadmill, like really loud, whatever, but it was free. Like when neighbor was getting rid of it. So we have it. So when I wasn't running outside, I was running on the treadmill and I was having difficulty motivate. So my fiance got me the Peloton for Christmas. It was totally the commercial, right? Aww. Like he's like, I know you were having trouble motivating to run again. So I got this thinking that that might help, but you know, and I would have gotten you the treadmill, except it's like twice as much. <laughs> and so I got you the cheap one, Fair. Yeah. <laughs> cheaper, let's just right, put it that right. way, cheaper one. And I was like really skeptical because I didn't like spin. I wasn't door bike person. I'd never expressed interest in it. And I was like, oh God, I got on it that first day. And then I was on it every single day, like immediately became obsessed. I was writing every single day for months. I was like every single day through my, at least through my century ride. And then I started adding in strength. I found the hardcore on the floor group. And it became like my tribe and I really love the strength workout. So I was writing and doing strength. 
And I just became completely obsessed with it. And then I found you guys and it just fit perfectly into, so I'm recovering alcoholic, right? So I've been okay. sober for five and a half years. And yes, the, thank you. The obsessive parts of my personality, like the Peloton fits in perfect for that. Like it allows me to obsess over it. Like I could, all the things that like made me a really good alcoholic, obsessing about booze <laughs> and all these, these things. Like I channel that into the Peloton now and there's like, I'm never going to get bored because there's so much content, Right. So that's my story, right? Wow. Wow. So I so, love my Peloton more than my children. <laughs> Luckily, they'll never hear this because kids are not interested in the things their parents do at all. True. Oh, well, I tell them. Oh, oh, okay. oh okay. No, that's yeah, true. Yeah, you don't right. want to leave it to chance. Yeah, you want to make sure yeah, they know. Make sure really. Yeah, they're 12 and 17. They're old enough to understand. <laughs> yes, they are. So now dinner, but <laughs> <laughs> how long have you had your Peloton then? It's this last Christmas, Christmas oh, of 2020. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So after the pandemic started. So, okay. Well after. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The, yeah. So wow. um, yeah. Christmas of 2020 is when it arrived. It arrived like two days before Christmas. And that's just, you know, when the, the delivery was what it was. Right. And then I've been obsessed ever since. And recently we had to make some adjustments because, you know, both my fiance and I are working from home. Right. Right. And so we both had our home setups upstairs and we work opposite shifts. He works nights because he produces radio and I work during the day, my day-to-day full-time job as a, I'm a government lawyer. So I do that and stuff. And then my Peloton was downstairs in his, what was formerly his Xbox room. And I started calling my (laughs) Peloton room and we recently had to make some changes. And so he moved his work stuff downstairs, which means all my Peloton stuff moved upstairs. So it's like kind of in like the living room, dining room now, like the dining room area. It's like this open concept. So I have my work I have my Peloton. I have my shelf with all my weights and yoga mat and stuff. So it's like my little corner. You oh, know? wow. You got your own yeah. space. It's yeah. probably a good thing you didn't buy the tread. There's no way you to move that thing upstairs. Oh, oh, I know, sure. right? Well, part of the reason I also don't have the tread is because so my son is 17 and he has one more year of high school. When he moves out to go to college, I'll take over his room <laughs> and then I will have the room I need for the tread. And I figured ah. by then they'll be reselling it again. And so I have got a year before I can get the, the tread. That's a good plan. You have this plan yeah. out. Oh, absolutely. I know which wall the tonal is going to go on. Like, the whole oh, <laughs> like wow. I don't have that yeah, yet that. either. But, I was about you know. to say, if you ever need to move the tread, you're going to have to buy a tonal <laughs> so you can get strong enough. <laughs> To move the track. <laughs> right, right, right. Like I told you, I obsess, right? So oh my I can't just, and I don't just go in a little bit, right? Like I go all in. It's like completely extreme. I have no middle ground. There's no moderation with me. It's all or nothing. It's black you, or white. You're reminding me so much of Lori Besden. I don't know if you've heard our interview with her, but she is a recovering addict and alcoholic, I believe, but I don't want to misspeak. I know she had addiction issues though. And she also ironically was an attorney. She is an attorney. (laughs) And so like she came on the show and she talked to us about stuff, but like she said, she has so much, like, it's like the most of everything. It's like in her personality, she's got to do more, 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 more. And so she loves that about Peloton. So I really right. think you two should be friends because you guys have a lot in common. If you love dogs, you guys are like soulmates. I don't know. Oh, I do. I have two dogs. Oh my God. Who, with, who I also love more than my children. Okay. So. Yeah. You and Lori Besden need to connect. I mean, you guys have so much in common. Okay. Back to your story. 
So okay. now, mm-hmm. does your fiance use Peloton at all? Like, is he into he, it? He, he did at first. Okay. And then he realized that he got shoes that were too small. So he had to oh. send them back and get okay. new ones. And that took a while just because it was the height of some of their supply chain issues or whatever. And he got the new ones. And I don't think he's been back on the bike since. He's obsessed <laughs> with Leanne. Okay. British Leanne. And yes. And so every time like we're in the same room and I'm getting on the bike, I'm like, oh, Leanne just says she misses you. And, you know, <laughs> and he's just like, grumble, grumble, grumble. So which is whatever. Fine. I like to think me. that he actually says grumble, grumble, grumble. grumble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty great. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Okay. So let's talk about your leaderboard name and like how all this came to be. So okay, well, so my your leaderboard name is not the name that I said the thing. Oh, it's not. Oh, okay. oh God. no, no, no. My leaderboard name is Katritri, which is a name that <laughs> uh, my work husband gave me years ago, and it just stuck. So. <laughs> so that I left the review under my podcast name, which was Frauded by TLC, because okay. I have an Instagram page that it's now called Frauded Media, but for many years I was Frauded by TLC. And then you got and, a cease and desist? Well, <laughs> I did try to copyright my name um, oh. and I couldn't copyright it because okay. the TLC portion. Um, gotcha. So I changed it to Frauded Media. Plus, I don't just do so. Uh, Frauded by TLC name, that Instagram account is, I'm a huge 90 Day Fiance fan, right? Okay. Got it. And your trash TV at its finest. And then- Hang on. Now I got to know, how long has he been your fiance? Is the (laughs) clock ticking? Is he worried? (laughs) We're actually getting married next week, so- Okay. (laughs) So I think he's safe. He's safe. But I became- it's sort of ensconced in the 90 day fiance fan community on Instagram. I was on Reddit and then jumped over to Instagram. And then it started with a couple seasons, like the second season of one of the spinoffs is called before the 90 days. And it was about long distance couples meeting each other for the first time. So it's before they get engaged, right? Okay. So the 90 day fiance is after they get engaged and the person's coming to America, they have 90 days to get married under that visa. So before the 90 days is like, okay, they're going to go meet for the first time. And there's this couple on there, John and Rachel. And I had come across some information that made it look like they had already met. And that what we were seeing on TV was a reenactment. And so I started investigating and digging and doing all this stuff. And as it turns out, I'm convinced that that was their actual first meeting. But that's what spawned this whole thing, this whole venture, right? So I had this Instagram account that was like, follow my fraudy tale because they were like, <laughs> follow my fairy tale. And I was like, follow my fraudy tale. And I was like posting like evidence that I was coming across and things like that. And then after that season was over, I just kind of like morphed into doing that same thing, but for the show in general. And so I would pull back the curtain on the reality aspect of what we are seeing on TV. Like you see this, oh, that was completely fake. That set up a producer said that that's not true. They say this, but this is really, oh, you know, whatever, you know, things like that. So I became this, like at the time I was the only one doing it, but now there's a lot of accounts that do it, but just like pulling back that curtain and and how do you find that stuff out? Yeah. 
I have sources, Ooh. but you didn't have sources on day one, right? No, like- I, so I ended up like, I start, well, like part of it was just investigating and digging. Like mm-hmm. it's harder now. Cause they're better about scrubbing a lot right. of their past. We run into the same thing with Peloton. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? So TLC and the discovery network, right. Are starting to get on. They have like these social media contracts and there's different things that they're getting more and more like getting the cast to like tighten up and stuff. But there was a lot of social media, friends and family social media. You would see like, I've come across wedding pictures on like friends of friends of friends of theirs. So it's like, you start really digging. You have to go like six Facebook pages deep. You know, you, oh, this is their mom. Oh, this is the cousin. Oh, this is Aunt Mildred. Oh, she posted a picture of their wedding. Oh, okay, here's the date. And you do all this stuff. So you start investigating this stuff and you can look up marriage records. You can look up divorce records, things like that. Now my day job, I'm a lawyer for the government and my current position, I'm basically, I'm like investigating investigations, right? So like like investigations come to me and I review the investigations and I investigate the quality of those things. And so I'm like digging into evidence at like a very minute level so it's the same skill set, right? Wow. That I do awesome. for the 90 day fiance world. And then once I started doing it and I sort of like came across some information and started posting it, then people started reaching out to me and I would start getting more and more information. And so it was a combination of people coming to me and then me reaching out to people and having sort of a network of people that would give me information. Wow. That's really cool. So did your Instagram like blow up? It did. It did. Like there was a couple of things where there was like a cast member who was pretending he was all posh and he had all this like luxury lifestyle stuff. He was posting all these pictures of like private jets and dinners and like Monaco and things like that with all these hashtags. And it turned out he was literally copying other people's Instagrams. And so I sort of became the clearinghouse for those people were doing all these research and they were sending me. So I'd post the original post who posted it and then his, right? Like, and showing that he was literally copying this stuff. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So like, that was a big thing and that caused my Instagram to blow up. And then there was a plot line where this one guy had a secret and it was on one of the spinoffs called The Other Way, which the American goes and moves to the other country. And there's this couple, Sumit and Jenny where Jenny moved to India to marry Smit, but Sumit had a secret, you know, which is a Matt Sharp, who's the production guy. Sharp Entertainment is the production company behind 90 Day, who incidentally, they also do Love After Lockup. Oh, That's I know. Show, you guys are fans of when we, we can talk about that because I yes. follow that too. We so like love after Lago. <laughs> had this secret, right? And everybody was like, what's the secret? What's the secret? Is, is it like, do his parents have him like engaged to be in an arranged marriage? I found out ahead of time through a secret network of sources that his secret was that he was already married. <gasps> So I post this, right? So before I post all this, everyone's like, oh my God. And then the next week on the show, they revealed it. So like everything blew up from there, right? (laughs) And then each season and each iteration and stuff that started, it became like just sort of this big thing. And then like we're in a season right now called Happily Ever After, which is the couples after they've gotten married. And it's following them. It's happily ever after question mark. So follow <laughs> them to see what's going on. And it's really so incredibly boring. And it's couples that we've seen over and over and over again. And there's like, okay, I'm just bored with it. So because I mean, so, well, here's the deal. If they're happy, well, that makes for a pretty lousy reality show. <laughs> 
right, right, right. They have to be completely dysfunctional. Right. Yeah. So, that's yeah. the best. That's yeah. The best. So it's Sadly. um yeah, it's interesting. Interesting. So does Ooh. Matt Sharp hate you? <laughs> TLC's not a fan of me. I know after I revealed the Sumit is married news, I know the network was shaking down cast members. Oh, um, but here's the deal is that if someone loves that show enough to follow your Instagram and like want to get all those details, they're not going to not watch the show because you told them, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I mean, there is some of that. I mean, it's hard because I have like close to a hundred thousand followers. So like, there's a lot of commentary and I try to engage with it, but it can be very difficult and overwhelming, right? There's a lot going on. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I know how much we get and we don't have a hundred thousand. So like, (laughs) yeah, but, but still like, I mean, somebody that's that engaged, like they're not going to stop watching like they even if they're pissed off now they're going to hate watch it but you know what they're right. still going to watch it but like right, they exactly. found out a week later anyway so yeah. what difference does it really make and people were speculating anyway you know so it wasn't that big of a deal so then the instagram page morphed into a podcast called the broadcast <laughs> so <laughs> which right now because there's not a lot of fraud we're just like belly aching about the show and more like episode terrible. recaps <laughs> yeah we, yeah, about, we don't you... really recap very well like we've tried that we don't recap at all so we just bitch about like oh my god they're showing family libby in the freaking rv for the 16th episode in a row and i'm (laughs) having the same argument they had three seasons ago i'm like over it right (laughs) so that's the kind of stuff we talk about right now do you want for love after lockup no okay so we covered a season of love after lockup on our patreon one season and that's when we discovered we're terrible at recapping (laughs) (laughs) like ask our opinions about the show sure <laughs> but yeah. we're terrible at recapping so I started following it on my Instagram just because I'm following it as a fan I have gotten some behind the scenes information but what can you tell us yeah what can well I talked to some of the addicts. Oh, R.I.P. Tracy. Do you remember Tracy Wagaman who married Clint? Clint yes. called her his oh. goddess she passed away a couple days ago Oh, I didn't oh, know, I did that. know that. I didn't see yeah. that. Yeah. So at the beginning of July, she passed away. She had just given birth to a baby girl who my sources tell me, not independently confirmed, but my sources tell me that she gave the baby up for adoption. It was either that or CPS was going to take the baby because she was still using while she was pregnant. And then it was a couple of days after that. Now I've heard that it's from an overdose, but I have not gotten an independent confirmation of that. That's sad. That is it sad. is. And now I was actually like, I had talked to her multiple times as an addict myself. You know, I'd talked to her a couple of times. I've done a couple of interviews with her. So she gave me like the inside scoop on some of the things that you saw on TV where it was like, what happened to the rental car that she disappeared with? Yeah. She told me like the whole story that happened behind that, which was crazy. You know, so stuff like that. There's not really, I mean, it's the same production company. It's Matt Sharp Productions and Sharp Entertainment. And I don't think he needs to do have as much of a producer hand in Love After Lockup because that stuff is just so organically trashy and entertaining (laughs) that you really don't need to produce much of it, right? (laughs) You know, that makes sense. That totally makes sense. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because I mean, we watch some shows where you can tell or like, yeah, we've seen like Jersey Shore episodes where you you can can tell tell that certain scenes are completely produced, right? You know, yeah, or like they've kind of pushed things to happen, you know, they've like, 
oh, let's set all these people up in this, you know, and they right. make it sound like, I don't know, from Jersey Shore. Well, we Uncle were, Nino just showed up. We were up. watching one where they were like, he's like, where what Vinny called his mom and was like, will you come over and make food? And she's like, <laughs> supposed to be so surprised. I'm like, but there's a camera crew at her camera house. Camera crew yeah. at her house like, when she answers the phone. Right. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. Exactly. She can't be too surprised. Right. So. Right. right. You know, and there's a certain amount of like where they reshoot scenes multiple okay. times. Right. Oh, so okay. like something happens and they'll have them do it again and again and again. Right. And sometimes there's like continuity errors. We've spotted stuff like that <laughs> yeah. before. Like we, that we, is we, like, yeah, low level. Like yeah. low level fraud, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, that's almost like you could just say production issues. Yeah. Like they just want to make it look prettier or yeah. sound, but it's still basically true. Right, <laughs> right, right. What TLC or, you know, Sharp Productions tends to do on 90 Day is they take something that has like a kernel of truth to it. Like the couple will tell them certain things or whatever, and then they'll blow that up and make that like a lot bigger than it really is in real life. Oh, okay. Um, okay. And make it like this huge thing and stuff. So like there's a couple named Libby and Andre who's from Moldova and they've been married for a couple of seasons now at this point. And their storyline is entirely him not getting along with her family. And so they've spent like four seasons arguing, but I have sources on the ground there in Florida because of course it's Florida and <laughs> it's, it's a, they actually all get along just fine in real life. All really? of this, yeah, everything is, all the fighting, everything is all completely made up. Huh. So, That's funny. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, I watch it and I'm like, oh, that's so boring. You know, like, <laughs> give me the real stuff. But yeah. yeah. Are there any reality shows that you just watch because you like them that you don't turn them yeah. into Well, that's Love After Lockup for me this season, at least. Okay. Like, I started watching again this season. I missed last season and then I caught up with it, like, on a marathon. And I was right. like, oh, my God, this is awesome. And, I feel and like I you picked to... a good season to come it's back been good on. So, it's so been... Yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> then I started watching it and I'm just like, she's in a dill pickle costume and she's laying on the ground behind this concrete what? barrier. What this is, is amazing. Yeah. She didn't even get right. up to surprise him. Like, not only is she wearing a pickle costume, but she's hiding, laying on the ground behind this barrier. She doesn't even get up to greet her convict. Like, <laughs> Also, it was the worst dill pickle costume I know. ever. I, I mean, I guess on the flip side, there probably isn't a whole lot of options in the dill pickle costume category, okay. right? Yeah, There's but then just probably don't a do finite it. number if of that's choices. your option, just don't do it. I yeah, mean, that would be a good option. <laughs> but obviously, if these people were making good choices. Okay, yeah. All yeah. of these she things was making are true. good choices as a lieutenant in corrections at this facility. She probably right? was sleeping with the inmate that she later right. married. That is frowned upon. Yes. Yeah, a double proxy. Now, well, I do well, watch it because I enjoy it very much. I actually, as part of my recovery sort of work, I go to jails. And I, oh, I, go, okay. so yeah. I go to, there's a local jail that I go to. Then they have a sober living unit. So I go and I, well, I used to in the before times, before the pandemic, sure. right? Yeah. It, right. Um, I would go and like bring meetings to them and, and talk to them and stuff. So I have a heart and a soft spot for convicts, especially addict convicts, right? And so I watch it and I'm like, you know, I'm always rooting for these people to get sober or whatever. But right now I'm just like, this guy just used a credit card to slice off a piece of bologna. 
of this like nine foot long baloney. You cannot make this stuff <laughs> up. Like why out of all the things you would want it when you get out of jail, baloney? Yeah. They eat baloney in jail like all the time. Baloney. I, I mean, I well, then you would think if you just got out of jail, baloney would be the last thing you wanted. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, he's not exactly always doesn't seem to be making good choices right. since he's only been yeah. out like as an adult. He's been out of prison for like 41 days total. Yeah. That was a shocking <laughs> number to hear. Yeah. Yeah. So, Although, well, one of the good point. One of the people on Love After or one of the couples on Love After Lockup this season is based in St. Louis. So if you need any boots on the ground to go to recon, yes, please. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that is Wig. We call him Wig. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine one. And not because he bought those three wigs and put them on the heads in his back right. seat like a serial killer. But I mean, it did look like that. Yeah. <laughs> but he was a serial killer. Like, I don't want to know what his basement looks like where he's going to, like, take her when he gets she gets out of prison. Like, And he spends $1,600 on those wigs. And so I'm like, if you're willing to spend that much money on wigs, explain your head. Yeah. Explain what's going on. What is happening <laughs> with that comb over thing? Yeah. There. Like, fiance walked into the room. We call it hetero life mate, right? Well, because for a long time, we weren't ever going to get married. And so he was just my hetero life mate because we kept <laughs> Kevin Smith fans, Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah, got absolutely. It, got it. The whole thing. Right. So he walked in while I was watching it last week. And the very first thing he said, he goes, why is that guy wearing a really bad hairpiece? <laughs> it's a fair question. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So and the thing about that couple, which is interesting to me, is so he met that girl, Lisa or whatever is her name. Yeah. I think on, it's on the website Seeking Arrangement, which is a sugar daddy website. So like this arrangement of him, you know, he's trying to say that they fell in love and I'm going to say that's a whole lot of no, because yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that she's doing this. I don't have any independent information from her, but that's what these people do. That's what that Mailed, website's designed email. for. They, right. they have lots of pen pals to get money on their books so they can buy commissaries that they're doing this with lots and lots of people. You had Lizzie, yeah, who admitted to it, right? Yes. And, and she thought that Scott had a lot more money than he yeah. did. And so she's oh, like, oh, I'll God. pretend to be in with him, right? And that turned out to be a big... I will say I find it interesting that the St. Louis guy, that he didn't, like, so he wasn't using a prison pen pal website. Most of these people have yeah. sought out right prisoners to interact with so which he, is just confusing to me like talk about life choices why would you decide that's like your way i mean i'm not saying there's never a scenario that's a good idea it's not what i'm saying <laughs> but like you would think you're drastically reducing the likelihood of finding but it's like a yeah. relationship like i mean yeah. come on. the psychology <laughs> behind and they call that met while incarcerated <laughs> on like the websites prisontalk.com forums like if you want to lose a couple hours of your life, go to prisontalk.com, look at the forums and just start reading. It's amazing. Oh my God, this is fascinating. There's a category <laughs> called met while incarcerated. So, you know, these people that for a variety of reasons, they're visiting my cousin and this was a cellmate or whatever. But then there's, of course, all of these prison pen pals and stuff. The psychology of the people who reach out to who, who are seeking this kind of relationship fascinates me. Right. Like, yeah. yes, like it, there's a whole like the intellectual psychology analysis behind that is just fascinating to me. And why are you going to seek out this kind of relationship? It's kind of, part, you know, some of it's control. Some of it is, you know, you know where your person is. You know, you build up this fantasy in your head that they're not having the same. You know, he calls you three times a day and has these conversations, but he's doing that with five other people. Or, right. You know, she's showing pictures of her boobs to whatever, you know. 
they're not fully available. And for some people, that's a mm-hmm. good thing. Yeah. 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 I would Ooh. love to talk to somebody who's like studied this. Phenomenon. Oh, yeah. And fast. not just yeah. the phenomenon of like women who go after serial killers, like the people who are like interested in Charles Manson and things like not just those. Yeah, that's ones. a different thing. That is. That's a whole I feel like psychology. that's a different. Yeah. 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 I would agree. There's a, there's a TV show and I think it's on. It's on an app. It's on maybe WeTV, maybe one of those, maybe Oxygen. It's called Prison Wives. Mm. And it follows like it's one season. It didn't go anywhere, but it's each episode. It follows a wife who like a different wife Mm -hmm. for an episode. Okay, so kind of like how 16 and Pregnant started. It was each episode followed a different girl. Yeah. And then they picked the most popular ones and put them together in Teen Mom. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So but this never went anywhere beyond that. So you get watch the stories of what their lives are like. And it's just fascinating to me. You know, those late nights where I can't sleep, you know, (laughs) and stuff. It does sound interesting. It does. So do any of these shows get it right or are more truthful? Is, are there any where you're like, that show plays it pretty straight? As far as like the portrayal? Yeah, yeah. like in terms of not like, I don't know, faking things or setting things in motion. That oh, okay, or- less produced. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, you know, Love After Lockup is, I think, farly, far... <laughs> <laughs> Words, words are hard. You know, I have MS, so sometimes like the words don't always come out right. (laughs) By far, (laughs) that love after lockup is one of the least produced because you you don't need to tell her to dress up in a dill pickle costume and lay down behind the cement barrier. That's intuitive. I don't think someone could think to do that. (laughs) Yeah, that's even even from the genius that is Matt Sharp. Like, no, right. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. So you mentioned MS. How does Mm -hmm. MS work with like all of your exercising and stuff? How I know that that's a disease to have. Yeah. So I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis in 2017. And it was caught really, really early, which is kind of unusual with MS, with the disease course. But I only had like the one episode that diagnosed me. And then I started on medication and stuff. And I haven't had any disease progression since. Oh, wow. But I do have like a band of symptoms that I sort of like that I always have and that are part of just daily living with it. Right. And so exercise is helpful to MS. Now, the problem that you run into is one of the big factors, one of the big symptoms is fatigue. And it's a chronic fatigue. And it's not like I'm just tired, like I haven't slept well in a couple of days. It's like there's a different word for it, in fact, because it's like a whole other level of exhaustion. It's like I need a nap after taking a shower type of fatigue. So that will play into it. I also deal with chronic pain, which is fairly well managed, but not always, right? So people with chronic pain, you're kind of always at a certain level, like a four or five pain level is like my normal, right? So like, you know, so if it goes above that and stuff, I do have difficulty. Like I had to get okay with not working out every day. I was in this obsessive and because I have this obsessive personality, I was like, okay, I got to do every day. And then I got to do writing and my strength every day. But then I was like fighting through, through the pain and I was fighting through fatigue and I was doing all these things. And I have this weight loss coach, a strong with Sarah on Instagram. She's amazing. She's also a spin instructor and she does all anyway. So she has been helping me with that thought process process. And like, you know, some days it's okay that you don't work out. This is your lot in life, right? Like you do what you can to overcome some of those symptoms. Right. But like, there are days where like, I just don't have feeling in my feet. What Mm. are you going to do? There's just nothing you can do about it. It just just happens. And there's no predicate to it. Like heat flares it up, stress flares it up. 
pandemic has actually been really good for me because I'm not doing as much. I'm not leaving the house. I'm home all the time. So I'm not getting as fatigued. I'm not getting as, as much pain and stuff. But there are days where I'm like planning on working out and I just can't, you know, it's a high pain day or my fatigue is so bad, you know, like right before I got on with you guys, I was napping, you know, my afternoon naps have become like this thing for me. I have to have my afternoon naps. And then of course, the opposite side of MS fatigue is that you also get insomnia and you can't sleep. <laughs> so it's this like battle, the worst right? Of both worlds. Yeah. 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 So I had to get okay with the gray, right? Not everything is black and white of my working out. And as much as I want it to be, rewards come to those who you got to hustle and you got to work hard and you know all of these great great things you know that are very helpful but i had to sort of take a step back and be okay in that gray zone that like you know like i'm not going to be able to get like a 45 minute just sims boot camp in today but you know what i might be able to do an outdoor walk for 20 minutes and those kinds of things are you know some days i just can't do it at all and so there's some weeks where I ride every day and I do the hardcore calendar and I'm doing all of this stuff. And then another week where I'm lucky if I can get one ride in, especially in the summer when it's most hotter and the heat flaring things up. And that thought process, that mind change is really difficult for me. And so, like I said, I had to get help, you know, to sort of, you know, and I, I worked on this in therapy years ago too, you know, is that this obsessive black and white extreme thinking, like there is this middle ground. There's this area called moderation that alcoholics, we just don't know, right? Like if we knew moderation, we would be alcoholics, right? And so learning to accept those kinds of things and those kinds of limitations and learning to work within them, it's been a process. It's been a journey for me. And you know, one of the things that I love so much about Peloton in the instructors is Peloton's not, they've never advertised themselves in a weight loss capacity, right? Mm -hmm. It's all about your health and your mental strength and fortitude and all of these things. And it's so like, I think Robin recently had a post talking about not comparing yourself to others, right? Compare yourself only to your previous self, right? Hide the leaderboard if that's what it is. I will often hide the leaderboard even when I'm just like, because like I PR'd one time on a really good day, you know, and I haven't come close to that number since and seeing my numbers on a day when I may not be feeling my best, but I'm writing anyway, like seeing that how far away from that PR number I am, you know, what good does it do? So hide the leaderboard, learning those kinds of things and learning to be okay in those things and learning what's an excuse just to not work out versus what's a real issue. And what that would have to be really difficult to figure out the difference between those two. I feel like all of those things I struggle with on a daily basis. So I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know, we're kind of in a heat wave right now. I live in the DC area and so I'm not doing outside walks, but I will do a lot of those on days where I can't really ride. I feel like that might be too much or I can't really even do like the hardcore stacks, you know, maybe I can do the 10 minute core and then I'll go do a 20 minute walk or a power walk or something outside. And those are really great. And that's, you know, I have a great neighborhood for that kind of thing. So that's been really good. You know, of course this heat wave right now is not, but I do like to do that in the evening. So if it's been a day where my planned workout earlier in the day didn't work out, like I couldn't have it, then I will try to at least get a 20 minute walk in, you know, and if I'm feeling good, then I'll test stack on another 20 minute one, you know, and I know 
I've been doing a lot of virtual 5Ks. So I know exactly, like if I go down this road to this light, that's one and a half miles there. So if I go there, I do it out and back, I know that's a 5K. If I want to do hills, there's a power line trail that goes through my neighborhood and I can do that. Or this one's really <laughs> flat, you know? So the Peloton content for that is fantastic. So if you haven't gone and done those, like just to listeners and stuff, they're amazing. I you generally will pick them by playlist And if it's a run and I'm not feeling up to a run, I'll do it as a power walk, you know, and I'll just sort of change the cues, right? So if they're saying, okay, run at this pace, be okay, that's my power walk pace, you know, I'll just adjust it, you know, I'll scale it down. Or if it's a walk and I'm feeling, you know, I want to do it as a run, I'll do it as a run. But I pick like the 80s, 70s playlist because I'm a Gen Xer, right? Like (laughs) I'm I'm mid 40s, right? (laughs) So I like to do it by the, you know. That makes sense. So you mentioned Jess Sims. Was that just the name that popped into your head or is she your preferred instructor? She just popped into my head. I have actually not done a 45 minute Jess Sims boot camp (laughs) because it intimidates the hell out of me, to be honest. I do like Cody's boot camps. I do love me a Cody boot camp. I tend to end up doing, because I tend to choose my rides by playlist, I end up doing a lot of Cody rides because I love all that pop. I'm a huge Britney Spears fan, free Britney. (laughs) You know, I was like at one of her concerts, like it pre breakdown in 2007, right? Like I remember being like front row at one of those concerts Um, as an adult, you know, because that's what I do. Right. And I'll end up doing a lot of Emma rides because she does a lot of like 90s alternative alternative. And then I'll end up doing some CDE rides because she does these, they call them new wave rides, Mm -hmm. but it's like Depeche Mode and it's all this like emo 80s music. And I'm like, yeah, you know, like bring (laughs) me back to high school. (laughs) College rock in the 80s. Totally. Yeah. Right. Like, and then, oh my God, Andy likes to do his Spears likes to do on some of his walks or runs. He does like soft rock or like a yacht rock type. And I'm just like all over those too. So if I had to say a favorite, I'd probably say Cody because of the playlist. But when it comes to strength, so my overall favorite is probably Selena. Okay. Well, her strength workouts are fantastic. I love them. I love her, even though her EMOMs or AMRAPs, you know, or <laughs> like, I just love her. And I do a lot of her full body stretches. And so probably Cody and, and Selena are my favorites. I got to say, if you like Yacht Rock, you've got to check out Jen Sherman's Yacht Rock rides. You've got to. Yeah, she does really great playlists, but she's also really hard. Like some of her (laughs) rides have been really hard. And I'm like, I'm a little bit intimidated by that. And, um, you know, I take a lot of times on Sundays because that's when I ride a lot because I've run most the other days. I'll do hers, but I'll like make a more of an endurance. So I do all the stuff you were just talking about with the running, but I change it to like, it's more just like steady state the whole time. That's how I kind of do most of those rides. But she is tough. She is definitely tough. (laughs) Yeah, that's also what I love about Peloton, you know, is like you can push if you're in the mood to push yourself you know, you have those options and you can do it. But if you're in the mood and you like, you just can't push or you only pick that class because of the playlist, you can scale it back and they support that. Like they're okay with that. Like I watch and I know, I know that they script their classes and stuff like that, but how they come up with all of these like inspirational and like the perfect things to say, it's like, oh my God, I so needed that. Right. Like that's what I needed to hear today. And that's just part of why I'm so obsessed and love Peloton. And I'm never going to get bored with them. There's always so much. I was trying to do the Power Zone Challenge. 
this most recent one. And I got bored with it. I like missed all the other classes. Yep. You know, the power zone was great. I had done the discovery of power zones court, like right after I got my bike, it was really good to do right after I got my bike. And I learned a lot of mechanics and a lot of things about, you know, it was really helpful, the FTP and all that stuff. But then I just missed all the other stuff. And there's only so much time in the day, you know, yep. like when homecoming came around, I'm like trying to do like, do I need a spreadsheet to like lay out how many? Okay, I'm going to do three rides today because I want all three of those that I want this live. And that one's okay if it's an encore, but like trying to like coordinate all of that, you know. There's just so much and I'm never, never going to get bored of it. And the instructors just, they always continually motivate me in ways that go seep into all areas of your life, right? Absolutely. It's not just applicable to your workout. It's applicable to your life. And I think that that's just fantastic. Agreed. Totally. So do you have any advice for people that are just getting a Peloton device of some sort? Um, the advice that I like to give people is, because I've had several friends get them <laughs> since, is one, get a padded bike seat. Um, <laughs> your butt will get used to the seat, but that first week is kind of, can be kind of rough. Get a padded bike seat. They're $20 on Amazon. They're fantastic. Make sure you're fitted properly because that makes a difference. And like I said, I discover your power zones early in my Peloton career, which was, I found really helpful. So if you're looking at to get, like you're struggling, you don't know where to start, they have so many like beginner strength or crush your core. And now they've even added more in different ones. Those are really great. And they're there for a reason. Like these people know what they're talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about. You know, I go to the hardcore calendar because Nicole, who you guys have had on your show, she knows what she's doing. I don't. I would just randomly pick and choose different strength workouts. She knows what she's doing. She puts them together in a way that, that makes sense. And so listen to them, listen to the experts, right? They put these programs together, like do it. Like there's a basics, like a bike riding basics class, you know, and also don't be afraid of the other courses. Like, oh, I don't like yoga. So I'm not going to do yoga. Once about a time I was a yogi, but then I've um, had three shoulder surgeries and I now have a fake shoulder. My right shoulder is artificial. So I have a difficult time with a lot of yoga because I don't have the mobility because my shoulder, it's a reverse total shoulder. So I just don't have the range of motion. So yoga is difficult for me, but I do it and I modify where needed and I do it. And you might surprise yourself. Like, I don't like it, but like I can do downward dog again. I didn't used to be able to do that. Like when I push myself up out of the bathtub, I have strength in my arm now, you know, and it's because I was open to Pilates, like what, you know, bar, <laughs> I don't have a bar. What am I doing? I use the back of my couch if necessary, or just being open to all of their content and you might find something you like, and if you don't like it, you don't have to do it again, but you know, give it a chance. Great advice. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. Before we let you go, uh, let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Since you have a podcast, I'm assuming you would like to be. <laughs> sure, sure. You can find me at Frauded Media is all of the 90 day trash TV stuff. That podcast is called The Fraudcast and you can get it wherever you get podcasts. And my leaderboard name is Katree Tree, um, <laughs> K-A-T-R-E-E-T-R-E-E. -E -E. I do an Instagram that's just like my Peloton related stuff. So you can follow me there, which is at Pelo Katree Tree. Love it. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. 
So I guess that brings this episode to a close. Uh, what, pray tell, do you have in store for people next week? Next week, we are talking to Kathy Huff, and you are going to enjoy that interview very much. Awesome. Well, until then, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram, Twitter, the bike, and of course, the tread at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online at facebook.com slash the clip out. While you're there, like the page, join the group, and of course, uh, swing by our YouTube channel where you can watch these shows uh, with full video at youtube.com slash the clip out. So, That's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep pedaling and running. 